So here we go again, but I'm very, very excited about this one. Go on. Because our guest today yep. is a pal of mine, pal of yours. You might even know Nick. I think everyone knows him. This fella is mustard. He's a top actor. He's a top character comedian. Mm -hmm. He's a top comedian. I think he does producing, directing. I think he does the old caboosh. Even dancers, That's I think. That's just talent, isn't it, really? It, it, and, and talk about talent. This man has got bundles of it, and his name is Mr. Alex Lowe. There he oh, is. Oh, what a lovely introduction. You happy with that, Alex? Ah, oh, I love it. Thank you so I've much. I've been up all night rehearsing that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brilliant. thank what, you. Thanks so much for coming on the Goose Bumpers. Um, we won't go right into it. Just tell me a little bit about what's been going on with you. Well, um, I am, of course, like a lot of people, licking my wounds that everything came to a shuddering halt yeah. in March. And I was halfway through my tour uh, as Clinton Baptiste, which is this uh, clairvoyant medium psychic character that I played on Phoenix Nights. And Peter Kay very kindly let me tour. Oh, we know who he is, mate. Don't yeah, worry about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We know who he Hold is. On. Let me just pick that name up off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I, I'm I talking about Clinton Baptiste. I'm, I'm not talking oh, about right. Peter Kay. I'm talking about Clinton yeah. Baptiste. We know him double well. Don't yeah, worry about we do. that. Yeah. So it kind of came to a halt and, um, you know, I don't know if you remember at the start, people were talking about three weeks lockdown. Here yeah. we are. I don't know when this is going out, but it's many, many months later. Yeah. And um, so I'm still kind of smarting about the whole thing, and I'm desperate to get back out there again and yeah. resume yeah. the tour. And, I'm, and I'm, I've started I've, – I've, there's a woman who's built, making me fantastic costume for a new tour that I want to do in 2021, which is a little bit hopeful. But um, I just it – go, it was going so well. You know, I'm – I, as you said, Ricky, I've sort of been around about and popped up in all sorts of people's comedy shows and stuff. And uh, it's a bit camp, but I always feel like I'm ever the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> no, and I wouldn't what? say that because the two things I know you for and the two characters yeah. that I love is Barry from Watford and Clinton Baptiste. Oh, yeah. Genius characters. Yeah. You know, um, which are fantastic characters. But how much of you is in them characters? Well, I mean, with um, Barry particularly, uh, I mean, I sound like I'm a nice posh bloke from Pinner in northwest London, but my forebears are all southeast London Cockney ding-dongs, a bit like you. Yeah, there And you go. so in, in the war, they there was a move to get people out of London when they were being blitzed. Evacuate them, yeah. Yeah, to, to sort of, you know, the green belt round London. So my lot moved to South Harrow where they were greengrocers. And um, then I grew up just next door to that in Pinner, which is a world away because it's kind of nice and yeah. middle classy. And so it's all based, Barry is sort of based on all my Cockney forebears from South East London, who, you know, none of them around anymore. Yeah. But, um, you know, I just have such great affection for those like, who were real, I know it's a cliche, but real characters. Yeah. Really yeah, that's colours. nice. And that's what, you can, that's what you can feel with them characters. You know, that's what you sort of... Yeah. That's what you get. Do you do you find um, by sort of becoming them characters is, is an escape from yourself? 
Uh, I think, I mean, you know what it's like, Ricky. If you are an actor, there's always an element of you that can't help that do voices or tell stories or yeah. imitate something you just saw when you were walking the dog or whatever. So, yeah, um, but, but it, when you're on stage, it's an old cliche, but it is so lovely to be able to hide. And in the case of Barry, literally behind a prosthetic mask, yeah. you feel protected and you sort of, and I think that's true of any comedian, isn't it? They're, they're yeah. playing a sort of heightened version of themselves. It's not literally them coming on talking about, their plumbing problems home with their wife. They've got they've, they've got a you know <laughs> not that my wife has got any plumbing problems. And I, I just that I've actually it. got plumbing problems at the moment. I can't even say it. That's how much that's how much he's doing me up. I've got yeah. I, I have they've got big big plumbing problems at the moment. The yeah. water pressure's gone and I can't oh, get up water. You couldn't you know say what? it again. I can't say it. Say <laughs> plumbing listen. problems. Well, listen, they moved to Harrow. I stayed yeah. at my little mob stayed That's where right. we was, right? We're still, eat, they was greengrocers. We're still saying that strawberry. <laughs> yeah, strawberry. lovely. Two pound a pound strawberry. See, he's still Fantastic. there. Fantastic. He's still yeah, there. still there. You never, you, never, you, ne you never lose it. So, yeah. uh, obviously, what we, we speak about is all the weird and wonderful things and ghost yeah. stories. As your character, Clinton Baptiste, yeah. who's this weird and wonderful spiritual psychic, man. spiritual yeah. man, if you like, yeah. have you ever been performing and all of a sudden you've hit on something and you thought, hold on a minute, that's a little bit too Close. much of a coincidence? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, that does happen. What, what I... First of all, what I find really strange is, you know, clearly it's a comedy character. He's got these kind of white white suit, very camp, ludicrous sort of blonde mullet. And I, I'm out there performing. And quite often, you know, I do a thing with feathers where I, where I produce a feather and say, and, you know, it's it's a relative of yours. And they bring you this feather, which has come from their celestial wings. They want you to have that. And the amount of times I've heard, mostly women, yeah. like, no. No, that is a sign. No, that is a problem. <laughs> and I always think it's a sign. I just went to Hobbycraft. That's the only sign I picked them up there. But so there's a bit of that. But I have played like, you know, the Bearcat Club in Twickenham. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was played there. It. And I sort of did my thing. And I was in that, that's what's laughably called a dressing room just behind that curtain. And um, <laughs> the, I heard a woman saying, oh, is he in here? Is he in here? I thought, oh. Christ, I just want to go. I don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. She came through and she went, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, she sort of, she studies at the College of Parapsychology in oh, okay. Kensington, oh. one of those places. Oh, my area. She, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she said something about, um, it, yeah, it's great. It's, I, I get it. I agree. It's a great imitation of a, of a clairvoyant medium. But you didn't know that, um, all your family were there on the stage with you. And I'm thinking, it's only a tiny stage. I don't know how they all <laughs> And she goes, your, your, your nan was there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, clearing, clearing up me stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, just, I'll humour her for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I've got to yeah. get out of it. Oh, yeah, really, really. And she said, yeah. And, he, and she said something like, um, he was always a bit of a show-off. And I thought I was always a bit of a show-off. And yeah. he used to do little shows. We used to go to a caravan down in Bournemouth. And my brother and I would always be doing our sort of entertainments and doing our impressions and Basil Fawlty and whatever. Oh, yeah. So it was a bit of a show. Yeah. And I said, and I said, well, what does she look like? Because they keep bloody hell. Yeah. Went, yeah. 
she looked a bit like you. I was thinking, oh, come on, she's got a blood relative. That's kind of when she lost me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then she said, um, and your little dog was there. And I was like, yeah, yeah. we did have a little dog. Yeah. We had a dog that died not long ago. She said, your little dog, I mean, tight, small dog. She had a small dog jumping up. So then I got in the car and I was slightly freaked out. But do you know what? I don't know whether you do this as performers, but about to go on stage, quite often I do call on my relatives, you know, when I'm feeling particularly vulnerable and I shit myself before gigs. Yeah. Even now. I'm, yeah. I do often call on those people. Can you just stay with me for this and just make sure you're, you know, I feel I've got, you know, them. So before going on as Clinton Baptiste, before going yeah. on as a, as a renowned psychic, you're yeah. actually calling on I, I am, calling yeah. on people from the other side if you like there to yeah. help you and do you and and obviously if you do that and you keep doing that do you get comfort yeah. do you feel like they're with you I do yeah I genuinely do and I'm not a particularly sort of spiritual bloke and in actual fact I do the same as Barry so it's not really connected to the Clinton thing okay but I, I know that, that that particular lot the Cockney lot, rather than my mum's family, were from Wembley, were shopkeepers as well, but slightly more middle class. Yeah. The, Co the Cockney lot were much more into that cabaret thing and playing piano in the in the uh, Boza. pubs. And stuff. Yeah. And one of my, the, 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 the famous one was Alan Clare, who was uh, in to a Q8 with Spike Milligan. Oh, right. Oh, Remember yeah. Those? Yeah. He was a guy who used to read it off a script. And now Spike is going to, that was. Um, that, he was a famous jazz pianist from the East End, which has been my dad's family. So I always feel like that lot particularly kind of understand what I'm doing on the stage. Yeah. And I feel really, look, I feel supported by everyone up there yeah. beyond the celestial curtain. But particularly that lot. You know, yeah, sort of that's interesting. Talking about them boozers, what you yeah. get in the East End with, with the old Joanna there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's always been this story about my, it was my great nan, my nan used to tell me this story. What, there used to always be like a public bar and a saloon bar. Yeah. So I, I can't remember what one the geezer was playing the piano in, but the boozers used to be Ramo that time of day. And what my great nan used to do is go round with the hat, and as yeah. you come out the boozer to go into the other bar, chore all the money... And the geezer used to get hardly anything. And he's been right. play, playing his art out. Is this your nana? This is where I'm from. This is where I'm from. Oh. So so the geezer's played his art out. Time he's, oh. he's got like a couple of pennies and she's Keiko. She's buying everyone yeah. drinks up the bar. Oh, we all celebrate. Lovely. But, you know, he, he was happy. He, he was happy. Yeah. Everyone was dying. Yeah, where you go? So, do you believe in all this stuff, Alex? Do you? What, what's your thoughts on all, all the, you know, the well, paranormal and all that? I wanted to tell you a little story, which is sort of to do with the piano playing Cockney stuff. Please oh, do go, go for it. Please do. My brother and I, as I said, you know, we were a couple of entertainers. I played the piano. My brother is still a drummer. He lives in Denmark now. And my nan, who worked on South Arrow Fish Stall for something like fifty years who was sort of what Barry is based on. Uh, she, for Christmas, didn't like any presents and all that. All she wanted was a cassette of my dad playing the sax. You know, he played in a dance band. Uh, my brother playing the drums, me playing the piano. So we used to play all the old standards. Sing, sing a song. Da, 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 da. You know, real sort of lounge. Brilliant. 
loungy stuff that, you know, my brother yeah. and I we were well versed in that because we were quite young. Yeah. And we had Christmas Day at our house. And um, my dad played this cassette that my uncle from his house, David, and he played all the old standards that all the Cockneys liked, roll out the barrel, all this sort of Cockney ding dong stuff. And uh, my dad had listened to the tape and said, that's not David playing to my, to my nan. So that's not David playing. You know, he's, he's a, he's a busker at best. He can't yeah. play that. He said, yeah, no, that's my David. That's my David. He's, he's, he sent me the tape when you sent yours. And my dad was going, <laughs> mum, you know, it's lovely, but it ain't David, right? Anyway, Later on at, at the, the, the Christmas do, she was very quiet and she was normally, as I say, life and soul of the party, doing the okey-cokey, all that sort of thing. And she was very quiet, which was unlike her. And I said to Uncle David, what's up with Nan? And he said, I think I've upset her. He said, what happened was when we were sending off these cassettes, uh, I'd left it really late and I had to catch the last post. So I was up about three in the morning in his house and... Uh, I got out various things to play and I was stopping the tape and I got out some music from the, you know, the stall. And one of them was the Warsaw Concerto, which in the sort of early fifties was a sort of standard classical thing that, you know, people knew it was like the nutcracker or, you know, one of these things. And he put it up on his thing and he thought, Oh, this is, I can't read that. It's too difficult to read. And as he folded it away, he heard his dad's voice. My granddad had been dead for about 30 years prior to that say, have a go, son. And he played this thing. Oh, oh that's, that's, and, that's... And that was what my dad heard and went, there's no way he played that. And, I mean, the, the, what would have been lovely in the story is, A, if he'd recorded his dad, but he pressed play and record at the time. But, or if my nan had been comforted by it, but she was just horrified by this. She didn't, she was, I think it upset her too much that she's, I think she believed it what he'd said and the evidence was there and this cassette which i probably got somewhere so my uncle i mean he's still with us but i think i don't know whether i've got a cassette of it whether it stayed at ours but there is this brilliant recital of this thing that he couldn't normally play well no one it, listen you can't argue with that can nah, you? no you can't you can't no, argue no. with that and if something happens like as weird as that yeah i don't care you know all these people who are complete skeptics say you know yeah that, get a logical reason for everything but there's not a logical answer to that there is no and my dad not so much my uncle david but my dad was the most unspiritual person i mean he sort of hated religion he was such a so logic logical about everything you know this is all bollocks if i'd have said told him that story and said and i listened to the tape yeah. and my uncle david he would have said don't be ridiculous but he was the one who went there's no way that's him right but the only other one I've got to quickly tell you, we involved Take David your time. Well. You ain't got to be quick. You're going to be, yeah, well, we're enjoying yeah. it. Go on. When, when my uh, granddad died, George, you know, he was this greengrocer, he, um, they used to, because my uncle David used to go around the pubs and sort of clubs, cabaret, doing the old mind reading, a bit like yeah. Clinton. Yeah. You know, and you pick up, you know, get your mate to pick up a watch and he's going with his high shot. It's about time you, yeah, you all that telepathically all that game <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. doing, put it put it in a bag smashing it with a hammer all that sort of stuff yeah um he used to do these sort of cabaret tricks and someone said to him just not long after his dad died i don't think you get this now but very unfeeling at the time do you want to come to a seance 
And my uncle David went, "Oh blimey, all right. Oh this, oh that's they, what you're going to set me up. This is this, you, you're going to contact me, Dad, and all that sort of stuff." So they went to this seance, and um, not something he'd normally do. And he went there, and it was all round. They said, "We got a message for David Lowe," and he went, "All right, come on in. Oh, there's a surprise." And they said, "We got someone here with a very, very distorted face." And David was like, "Oh yeah, very scary." And they went, "No, no, he's got the side of his face has been pulled down." And he went, it's a, a Uncle Bert. Now, he said everyone was called Bert in those days, but he did have an Uncle Bert who had a thyroid operation. They cut the wrong nerve, and it pulled his mouth to one side. And he thought, okay. well, they were, they're all sort of knew each other's families. And he thought, there's a chance someone could have known that. So it went around, they spoke to various other people. They went, this message for David's from your dad. And he was like, oh, here we go, at last. Yeah, yeah. Come on in, come on in, what's he got to say? <laughs> and so it's all that, hopes the family's well and all that. And he said, um, your mum has got to check. There are some documents uh, in um, a laundry basket in the house and there's money owed on the house. They were renting the house. There's a money. There's money owed to the landlord. Can she go to the documents? She's got to check these documents. And David was going... Right. Well, you've done very well with Uncle Bert with a funny face. Very good. You know my dad's just died. Very nice. But if it's any help, we don't keep any documents in the laundry basket. And the baby going, no, no, it's definitely laundry basket. He went, look, I'm trying to help you. This is all very funny. We don't. Do, this is. Yeah. I don't know why you're going on about this. We do not keep any documents. There's no legal documents my mum's got yeah. in a laundry basket in the house. He said, if you, if you must know, it's under a bed. Is a chest under the bed? Is that helping anyone? It's a chest under the bed, and it's got all the important admin under the bed. He went, no, no, it's definitely in the in the laundry basket. Anyway, it got to the end, and he was like, a load of crap. Phoned up my nan. She said, oh, what was it like? He said, oh, you know, it's really amazing. They, they think they got uh, Uncle Bert, you know, who had the thyroid operation and uh, with his face. And she went, oh, blimey. Yeah, sorry, someone knew. And she went, okay, bye-bye. And went, oh, another thing, you know, they reckon they got Dad. And he went, and you know you know the, the, the documents we keep under the bed? She went, well, I'm just having a clear out. I've got them in a laundry basket. At the oh. Had a look. Sure enough, there was money owed to the landlord. And they had to check out this admin. There was some dispute see he was clearing out there was a message from the other side so you know whether it's a really hard one whether that you know whether someone's just picked up on something but they're two they're two on the nose not to be right aren't they yeah it's not it's not like you know somewhere near the laundry they're in the laundry basket and all of a sudden bump they're there yeah that is that that is yeah that uh, is weird stuff but, you know, my family, probably like yours, Ricky, you know, they were no nonsense. They, they were market traders and greengrocers. Yeah. yeah. And there was none of this. And, you know, my dad was a very anti any spiritual stuff. And, and I mean, later years, my nan used to go to, funny enough, went to all the churches. She went to the Roman Catholic Church, the Methodist, the, she, just hedging her bets that one of them was right. She would have gone to the synagogue. You know, yeah. she just liked, she just loved the service. Yeah. As I, the older I get, actually quite appeals to me, this kind of spiritualism and stained glass. And Well, I think you, know, you hit the nail on the head as you get older. You, 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 you're bold. Yeah. Your arsehole starts falling out of bed <laughs> and you start thinking, oh, I've done the lot, me. Yeah. I've chanted Nam Rengi Thank Cure. you. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Robert Runsey, for that uh, brilliant uh, analogy. Analogy, yeah. <laughs> but it's true. Isn't it? De- 
sort of, I mean, I do Clinton. It's all about I'm contacting the dead. I have to say, as I get older, death is getting less funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. You know, um, I I was quite good friends with Derek Akora, and I would imagine imagine, uh, Clinton... some of the stuff might have been based on him. I don't know. Very much so. Very, Very much, much so. so. According to, and, according and, to Neil and Peter, yeah. Yeah. So Peter Kay was a creator. Who, who created him, Peter Kay? And- Peter and Neil Fitzmaurice. Yeah, okay. But so I, I would imagine. I, I think we can say it was, it was based on Derek, yeah. Derek Akora. So, so Derek Akora, as you know, was almost sort of like a caricature, mm. um, a caricature of a psychic um, mm. spiritualist. Now, out of all the people I saw along the way, he was incredibly <laughs> accurate. I can't, he's accurate. Accurate. How would you say it? Accurate. Accurate. No, accurate. <laughs> Where I'm from, he's accurate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Accurate. Right? He's accurate, guys. Okay, accurate. Yeah, accurate. he was accurate. He yeah. was accurate, right? Accurate, accurate, Akora, they used to accurate. call him. That's right. <laughs> he, was, he was like incredibly spot on. And yeah. it met, you know, and you've oh, we had a guess, and and every everyone I sort of knew, he was in a, a, a film I had done, and everyone on set was going, he's unbelievable, yeah, he's incredible because he's, he's standing he's standing around with the actors, and you know, and it's people like Stephen Burkoff and all that there, like big names, and he's sort of yeah. Oh, hold on, let me just pick that one up. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, he, the, you, the, you know, the reason I stuck Burkoff's name up is because he don't suffer falls. No, no, no. You say right. one word out of the way to Burkhoff and he, you know, yeah, on yeah, your yeah. bike, he won't suffer yeah. it. So he was spot on. And, you know, although he looked like a caricature, I almost always used to think to myself, and I know what happened with him. He fell for that thing where they set him up and da 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 They set him up and give, fed him a little bit of stuff and yeah. it, it, it done him right up. It sort of finished him, really. Yeah. I always, you know, I, I, I think you can never – you can never sort of shun anyone because none of us know. We no, don't no, know. No. We don't know the answer, do we? No. And do you know what? Um, your story, Alex, reminded me of something that I didn't experience, but I was told uh, the story by Bruce Forsyth. Oh, good. Because my mum used Let to me look. Pick that one up. Yeah, please do. Because <laughs> he has to top me every time, <laughs> doesn't he? Dummy. Higher, higher, higher. You know what? I can't get I can't get one away without him go, without no. him without him topping me. Go oh, on, yeah. Bruce Forsyth. Go on. Go on. He right, don't know him. He's a fucking liar. I'm, go not, on, no, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Go right. on, so, yeah, anyway. go on. So my mum, my mum used to look after Bruce's sister, Maisie Manning. Her name was okay. right, oh. and in Winchmore Hill. And lo and behold, I met Bruce a few times, and we started talking and whatever. And and he told us this story. And I'll tell you, you know that piano story you just told us about? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. It was identical. No, no. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. He, he don't go just on, know Bruce. He's like half a relation oh. now. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, yeah go on. He's my uncle, got, right? Yeah, okay. He's your dad. So, yeah. <laughs> you go on. You go, go on. on. Yeah, you go on. So, lo and behold, it turns out when Bruce was only nine years old, his brother was in the army. Right. Right, and he'd gone. But his brother used to play the piano. Bruce didn't yeah. play the piano. And right. his brother was actually very savvy on the piano. He used to tinkle the ivories and play all the numbers, you know. And he went into uh, went, went into the army and then went off to, to fight for the country. And one night, uh, quite late, about two, two, two o'clock in the morning, Bruce Forsyth, a nine-year-old Bruce Forsyth, 
gets up, goes downstairs, and is playing the piano, right? And his mum and dad yeah. wake up and go, hold on a minute, who's playing the piano? Yeah, yeah. So they've gone downstairs, and Bruce is sleepwalking, sleepwalking. He's abs- He's not awake at all, but his eyes are open, but he's sleepwalking, playing his brother's favourite piece of music. No. And that morning, they got a call that his brother had died. Whoa. And Bruce oh. told me that story, so there you go. Whoa. Yeah, crazy, have, isn't it? You have to bring it down, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> we was having a, it was all going nice. How was it going nice? How was it going nice? All of a sudden, he has to bring death into it. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> Alex, I didn't want to do this, mate. I've only asked no. you, I've only asked you to be on, see but see if you fancy doing a podcast, me and you. Sat a bit more cheery. Yeah, that's Some, it. Something where you're not gonna keep topping me everything I say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Alex. It's been brilliant having you on. You've been a legend. We love Clinton oh. Baptiste. We love Barry from Watford. <laughs> And we love Alex Lowe. And actually, oh, just you. before we go, is there anywhere we can see you or any of your characters? Well, I would, uh, to any podcasters out there, I'd love you to listen to my Clinton Baptiste Paranormal podcast. Uh, there are two series and there's a Christmas show. Uh, and I've, and maybe by the time this comes out, series three will be out where Clinton goes to a new age healing festival. So it's six episodes of that. I'm hoping Brilliant. it's out. Clinton Baptiste's Paranormal Podcast. All right, mate, don't milk it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's lovely, mate. Love you to pieces. See you soon. All right. Cheers, mate. Thanks, guys. Lots of love, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Next time on The Goosebumpers. This is Clinton Baptiste saying, join me on The Goosebumpers with Ricky and Kev. Where you get your podcasts from. I don't have to do everything for you, do I? Goosebumpers. 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 Anyone out there? Goosebumpers.